A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he did not answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many accusations they make against you? But he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now we're reading from the Psalms. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. May the Lord give you increase, both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord, who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to human beings. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any that go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time on and forevermore. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Since we're in the business of celebrating mothers today, let me ask you to pause just a moment and think of one thing, one thing only, that your mother taught you to do. Okay, has everybody got one thing that your mother taught you to do? Now, I tried to do that, and frankly, I came up with ten things for every one thing that my mother taught me to do, ten things that my mother taught me not to do. <laughs> Mothering is a complicated business. Mothering, mothers, as Neil talked about in his prayer, really, the business of mothering is the business of nurturing and encouraging and teaching people how to live. I've been relearning that all over again, actually, as I've watched our daughter be a mother to our grandson. Mothering is about the business of teaching people about life. And so whatever our mothers teach us, thank you, moms, for doing that. Now, in a way, Jesus was doing the same sort of thing in his life and ministry. Jesus was teaching us about life, about truth, about how not to live, but especially how to live, to have the best blessings of life, the best blessings of God. When Jesus arrived on the scene, he said, turn around, repent, everybody, open your eyes and see that the kingdom of the heavens is right here with you, right now, and it's here all the time. That was Jesus' fundamental message to us, 
his teaching. That God is not out there somewhere or up there somewhere or down there somewhere in the future. God also is here now in the present reality of our lives. Everything else that Jesus talked about, everything else that Jesus did, everything else that's contained in the story of Jesus and the life of the early church is the story of how Jesus modeled for us and how, how Jesus explained to us this business of living in the present reality of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God that starts here and now and, praise God, through the gift of the resurrection, continues after we die. It is within that broad framework of understanding what Jesus was teaching us that we want to think about his teaching in the Sermon on the Mount. A couple of weeks ago, Neil started for us and then Jan continued last week the teaching that Jesus taught of the Sermon on the Mount about how to have the good life, the happy life, the successful life, the blessed life. But before we go to Jesus' teaching, let's get into our minds what was in the minds of all the people who were listening to Jesus' sermon. What did it mean in Jesus' day when people said, we want to be blessed by God. We want to live in the presence of God. We want to have God in our lives. There is a, a body of literature that scholars like to call the intertestamental uh, period. It is a body of books that some people include in the scriptures. We do not include them in our scriptures, but they were very influential, very, very important in discussing the theology and philosophy of the Jewish people in the, the centuries before Jesus. And one of those books is the book of Sirach. In the book of Sirach, there are a lot of beatitudes, blessings, if you will. Let me share some of them with you, because this is what people believed about what it means to be blessed. Blessed is the man who does not sin with the tongue. That's a good religious-sounding beatitude, isn't it? Blessed are you when you do not sin in what you say or in what you think. Here's another one. Blessed is the man who has not served as an inferior. Ooh, there we go. Blessed are you if you have never been inferior to anyone. Here's another one. Blessed is the man who finds a friend. We all know about the blessings of friends, don't we? It's good to have friends. Here's my favorite one. Blessed is the man who lives with a sensible wife. You know, I'm kind of disappointed, Juan. <laughs> there it was. I laid it out. I teed it up. I set it right there. And every single husband in this room failed, <laughs> including the most reliable one, John. <laughs> now, now, let me just tell Oh, that <laughs> was a little bit late. Okay. This is a teachable moment. Here's how we're going to do this, guys, okay? Husbands, 
Pay attention. I'm going to say, blessed is the man who lives with a sensible wife, and you all are going to say, amen. Okay? All right? No, no, let's, let's do this now. Let's get this straight. I have so much to teach you people. Okay. <laughs> blessed is the man who lives with a sensible wife. Amen. Okay. I'm gone for two weeks, and the whole place goes to pot. I, you know, what can I say? <laughs> Those are great beatitudes, aren't they? Those are great blessings. Blessed are you when everything goes your way. Blessed are you when you live life perfectly. Blessed are you when you have the greatest blessing of all, living with a sensible wife. Isn't that the truth? Now, that's not all of what people thought in Jesus' day about what it meant to be blessed. There were those, especially those in power in the religious life of the nation of Israel who thought a lot about what it meant to be blessed, about what it meant to live in the present reality and power of God. What they said was is that if you are a Jew, you are blessed by God. They said that if you are, better yet, a male Jew, you are blessed by God. And better yet, if you are a male Jew who keeps the law perfectly, you are blessed by God. And better than that, even if you're a male Jew who keeps the law perfectly and is given the gift of physical health and material wealth, that's a sign that God is present with you. You're truly blessed if you're born into a particular people, into a particular gender, with particular gifts and abilities and competencies. And we know what, what we're talking about. People never say to me, I was so blessed today because my life fell apart. I was so blessed today because nothing went right. I was so blessed today to be born into an impoverished, persecuted minority. That's not what people say, is it? And yet Jesus begins his sermon about how to live in the present reality of the kingdom of God by saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who really have no religious sensibility or understanding at all. They are impoverished in their spirits. Or blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who were grieving the loss of someone they've loved, grieving a disastrous situation in their lives, perhaps even one that they have brought on themselves. And then blessed are the meek, the powerless, put upon, put down losers of life. What? Someday I want to stand in front of Jesus and say, Jesus, what were you thinking? <laughs> That's not what we think about when we think about being blessed. We think about blessing as all the great and good and wonderful stuff. 
But Jesus begins his sermon by going a whole different direction. Now remember Jesus' fundamental message. Repent, turn around, open your eyes and see the present reality of the kingdom of God is right here, right now with you. And he preached that sermon, first and foremost, not to the leaders of the Sanhedrin, not to the healthy, wealthy, powerful men, the elite of society of his day. He preached it to the shepherds and the tax collectors and the prostitutes and all the average, ordinary, everyday little people of the world. Jesus' message about who God is and what God does in the world and what God wants for the world is a world of grace. That the touch of God, that the deep joy and power of the kingdom of God is there for us regardless of the present conditions in your life. Let's go a little bit deeper. Let's try to figure out exactly how this works because what I've just said is a countercultural way of looking at things, and none of us would want to live that way. None of us would want to say, God, bless me with a disastrous life. And that's not what Jesus wants. Jesus talked about being blessed. What is being blessed? The Greek word is makarios. It means to be truly well off, to be happy, but more than just happy, it means to be at peace, to have that deep contentment in yourself, in knowing your God, in touch with God, grounded at the core of your being with the knowledge of God's presence and God's love in your life every moment. That's what blessed means. Jesus said at the beginning of his sermon, blessed are you. You already have this real and available and loving and forgiving and life-giving God with you. Just open your eyes, open your heart, open your mind, open your very soul to receive it. And that makes sense to us if we're healthy, wealthy, and wise. If we are in control and have life the way we want it to have. But that's not who Jesus says it's for here. He says it is for the meek, for the preus in the Greek. Who are they? Who are the meek? I don't know anybody who walks into me and says, Jack, I would like to become more meek in my life. Doesn't happen. I meet people who say, I want to, I want to learn to love. I want to learn to forgive. I want to learn to not be so crazy and stupid and ridiculous in my life, whatever. But no one ever walks in and says, I want to be meek. Because to be meek is to be powerless, not in control. In fact, so devoid of any ability to respond and react in your life that even when you are spat upon, ratted on, downtrodden by life. You can't do anything to protect yourself. The meek of whom Jesus speaks are the little people, the shy, the mild, the unassertive, intimidated ones, those who cannot retaliate when harmed, those who have no options in life, those who get run over by life and things just keep going on and get worse from there. 
This is a very interesting sermon to think about and to preach to a bunch of folks, all of us in some ways, who have a hard time understanding what this means. Because truth be told, almost everyone in this room has some form of power in our own lives. We have economic power, we have intellectual power, we have social power, we have the power and status and privilege of being born into a rich and powerful and wonderful nation. Sam, when I was interviewing to become pastor of this church 21 years ago, the first question that was asked of me is, how do you feel about being pastor, the leader of a church that already has 500 CEOs in it? And if anything, they lied. They underestimated. <laughs> our church, our community, our lives are filled with people who are masters of the universe, to steal a phrase from, who was it? Tom was his first name. I can't remember his last name now. Who wrote that book, The Masters of the Universe, right? Tom Wolfe, thank you, thank you. Right? We live as masters of the universe, all of us have some version of control in our lives. And yet I've also learned that not a one of us has any control of our lives. I've met and gotten to know some of the wealthiest, healthiest, most beautiful, most powerful people in the world. And you know what's in their heart? Is the realization that they're really not in charge. Some think they are, they just haven't met with real life yet. I can speak into every single heart here and say that in your heart, regardless of how successful and beautiful your life may be, you understand that you really don't deserve it. You understand that you were given a circumstances of life that made you achieve it. You understand that deep down inside you are just as poor and pitiful and powerless as all the rest of the meek of the world. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. What did Jesus mean by inheriting the earth? There are lots of folks in this room who own, that's an interesting term, isn't it? We own big pieces of the earth. But who really owns the earth? No one. Jesus says the meek will inherit the earth. I thought long and hard about that as one who only temporarily owns a tiny little piece of earth, and truth be told, it's the bank that owns it, not me. <laughs> what does it mean to inherit the earth? Are we talking about property rights? Not so much. We're talking about inheriting, owning, possessing, enjoying this creation that God gave to us. And it's a very interesting thing about this creation, and that is that the best things of this creation are free and available to everyone. 20 years ago, we moved into a big, beautiful house in Rancho Santa Fe. Thank you very much. And people all over the world would ask me, say, Jack, what's it like to live in this mansion in Rancho Santa Fe? I said, wow, it's really cool. You know, it's huge. I don't even know where all the rooms are. I get lost all the time. But you know, an interesting things happen. When you get in your bed and go to sleep at night, you close your eyes and drift off. And you could just as well be 
not in an 8,000 square foot house, but in an 80 square foot room somewhere. You could just as well be in your sleeping bag out under the stars when you go to sleep. I got to know this area and learned that there are some pieces of property over on the coast, big pieces of property. If you've got 75 or 100 million bucks, you can control a piece of the beach and you can see the sunset every night over the water and enjoy that if you've got 75 or 100 million, but actually you don't have to have a dime to go stand on the beach and enjoy the exact same sunset that everyone else gets to. The true treasures of life are free. The hug of a child, the kiss of someone who loves you. That's what Jesus means when he says that even the meek, maybe even especially the meek, can understand and appreciate and enjoy those blessings of life and inherit the earth. This may be a hard truth to get a hold of. Let me give you a couple of other ideas from the scriptures about what Jesus was saying. First of all, from the psalm. Did you notice in the psalm as it was being read, it was all about the Lord's blessings. The Lord is gracious. The Lord is merciful. The Lord is powerful to bless. And then right there in the psalm, it says, the Lord blesses both small and great. Those in Jesus' day who said that the Lord really blesses only those who are wealthy. That's a sign of God's blessing. You're wealthy. Or he blesses only those who are healthy. That's a sign that God loves you as you're healthy. Or he blesses only those who are great in the eyes of the world. They weren't even reading their own scriptures. That psalm reminds us that the Lord is present with and gives blessings to all human beings. All human beings. And then Jesus modeled for us what it is like, what it means to live in the present reality of the power of God even when you can do nothing to defend yourself or to change the disastrous circumstances of your life. Now we know that Jesus was the Son of God and he could have called down legions of angels to obliterate the Roman Empire, to obliterate the Jewish religious authorities. But nobody else knew that. Jesus gave that up when he stood there before Pilate. He stood there in front of the representative of the most powerful military economic machine the face of the earth had ever known. He stood there because the religious leaders, those who controlled God and controlled access to God for everyone else, had said, Jesus, you're a blasphemer, you're a liar, you're a cheat, you must die. And Jesus stood there as one of the meek. And in one of the words of the old African spiritual, he never said a mumbling word. They crucified my Lord, and he never said a mumbling word. They hung him on a tree, and he never said a mumbling word. They put him in the grave, and he never said a mumbling word. You and I would say that Jesus wasn't very blessed 
at that moment with the presence of God, but Jesus was God. Who even in the midst of the end of his life showed us that you can be even God and go through the worst life has to offer and yet still God is with you. Jesus is not saying that we should seek out the bad things of life. Jesus is not saying that the oppression and poverty and disaster and disease of life is a good thing. He is saying that even those things will not and cannot take us away from God if we will only open our eyes and our souls to see that God is there. Jesus' Beatitudes teach us that God does not love us if we are powerful and rich and healthy. He does not love us more. He does not love us less because he loves us all. The Beatitudes teach us that God loves just as much the losers, the weak, the poor, the infirm. The Beatitudes teach us that when we are one of the meek, one of the weak, one of the poor, one of the lost, one of the helpless, one of the confused, still we are blessed with God. The Beatitudes teach us to look for and to experience the blessing of God even in the midst of unblessed situations because God is stronger than all of those things. Amen. The Beatitudes teach us to look with eyes of compassion, eyes of forgiveness, eyes of mercy to all those who are experiencing, maybe even through their own fault, the horrible things of this life because God still loves them. God still can be and is with them. The Beatitudes teach us that we have an awesome God who is always our help and shield, always our rock and redeemer. Therefore, we will bless the Lord from this time on and forevermore. Amen.